someone was out there throwing a spear last weekend, what did you do? Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Spartan Race. And yes, throwing a spear is part of it. There's a lot of other things going on there in the race as well. Make a public commitment. Put a date on the calendar. Let's do a Spartan Race together. If you use code SPARTANDAD, that's code SPARTANDAD, you'll get 25% off any race. For those wanting to race in Nashville, I have a way you can get your whole race paid for. Reach out to me. Check out Spartan Race. Use code SPARTANDAD. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a store, you're a group, you're a blog, you're a podcast, you're a distillery, whatever it is, you need laser edge glassware at wholesale prices. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to get you in touch with the whole family behind distilleryproducts.com doing amazing things. We use them. You should too at distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. Whether it's the chaser, the traveler, the camper, the barrels, the roto-molded coolers, be the coolest dad this summer at the pool, at the beach, camping, whatever it is you're doing at orcacoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON for 20% off your order. That's code DADSEASON for 20% off your order. And make sure you check out coming this summer. They're going to have their 10th anniversary cooler. It's going to be pretty cool. And then you can laser on that chaser teeny. You can put logos on there, custom stuff it's going to be really cool use code dad season for 20 percent off at orcacoolers.com zeke i know you've had a cold open you've been saving up but i look at that look on your face you're tired i don't want you to do it tonight because i just feel like your delivery your heart is not going to be 100 percent in on it yeah old uh old, old dad's uh <laughs> dragging a little bit it's finally time to um upgrade Layla to a, uh, you know, bigger bed. So uh, all the stuff that came in, she sees the boxes like, well, what are these boxes? You know, kids want to think their boxes airs. Like, Oh, well, that's not toys, but it's for you. She's like, well, what is it? Well, it's actually, you know, your new bed. I just assume she won't say or like, you know, pay attention to keep up with it. Cause who's interested in a bed, you know, if you're a kid, well, then when she's leaving, she's like, dad, is my bed going to be ready tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, baby, I'll try. So I got to bed about three in the morning. <laughs> you know, All I could think of that was that like, man, why did she have to ask me again? She hadn't said a word about it. I'd be like, you know, I'm a little tired right now. I'm a little busy. There you go. <laughs> everyone my name is john edwards with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us part of your day i just have to tell you zeke rookie mistake and you would think on your second kid you would get it right so i got the bed that goes from the crib to the toddler bed and then converts to a double bed so all i had to do was get the two pieces it literally took me 15 minutes to turn my kid's bed into a regular bed from the toddler bed i think this one might have been able to do that i don't know i don't remember where we got it i mean it's the same crib that we originally had for charleston you think i remember something from damn near seven years ago son there were just two pieces i had to buy that was it and it what it's what made the bed go all the way out and so it was a hex wrench literally took me 15 minutes to get it done and you stayed up for like five hours making a bed uh, it wasn't five hours i mean we recorded till late i didn't get started till late yeah 
the, but, the real pain of it was so one of these hex pieces, you know, there's a hex on each side, like the nut and the screw. Both sides strip right away. And it's oh, literally no. the last one I had left as well. And man, I'm messing with that thing for a while. I even get like a bit and just start drilling one of the ends of the head to try and like drill through where the cap is to see if it'll just come out. That, that one that one got me pretty good. So I will give you another. I mean, this is like the most dad podcast I think we've had in a while. So you can get something called Drill Out. And originally it was one of those things that you saw on TV. It was like one of those late night infomercial things like get drill out. Drill out will get all of your strip screws out. And then I got it and it actually works. It's like a pyramid shaped uh, drill bit and you can put it on and it will literally get stripped screws out. Well, I mean, that wasn't going to do me any damn good about midnight. Well, now, you know, for the future. You know, sometimes I just like proving to myself I can get it done. Other thing that I found out recently that is really good is, you know, like if your light bulb breaks while it's screwed in. So like the glass literally just pops off and you're stuck with the metal part on the bottom. Has that ever happened to you? You didn't learn this as a kid? The potato? Yeah. I don't know. I was like 12. I didn't know the potato until recently. Yeah. Might've been boy Scouts. Could even been school. I think it was boy Scouts, but yeah, like at least since I was 12, maybe an 11 dude, but man, that (laughs) one was a game changer for me. The other thing that I, I never had done. Never heard that anywhere. No, I always tried to use needle nose pliers and then someone's like, no, get a potato. Yeah. I mean, you might have to like boil it for just a little bit to soften it up, but that's it. The other thing that I realized that I've never thought of before is if you get a picture, like, you know, when you're hanging a picture, you can put um, painter's tape on the back of the picture and poke where the holes are going to be. Then you could take the painter's tape off the back of the picture, put it on the wall so you know exactly where to drill. Or hammer. Fun fact. I thought you always could. There's something we used to do. I think it was like using a, a not a crayon, but like a colored stencil pe- pencil or something. And it would like leave the mark when you pressed it up there. There's something else that does that really good too. I can't remember what. Which randomly though, but on that note, why did iPhone take away the level? I don't know. That was one of the coolest features of the iPhone for a while. Yeah, I mean, why would you not have it on there? I mean, it clearly has a weight sensing function because when you turn your phone sideways it knows to change the screen i have no idea somebody told me there's some way to put it on there but i can't like figure it out but you know not the best with tech lmgtfy.com how about a gfy to you john edwards (laughs) (laughs) everything else you're taking the kids you're going down to georgia this weekend anything else fun going on uh going to my goddaughter's birthday party she turns nine hadn't seen him in a minute so that'd be fun it's just going to be a fun family-filled weekend for zeke baker wholesome and all sorts of good stuff grandparents hey let's just hope 
somebody besides me is watching the kids for an hour or two and I'll call it a win. <laughs> okay. Since we are having like a dad theme show, um, it is something where like your know, grandparents, grandparents don't really have like, I mean, I think we've had Sophie go overnight. I know my father-in-law listens to this show, so I'm going to be very careful here. But I, I also feel like grandparents are really good for like four hours and they will do overnights and that's great. It's, it's not as big, but I also feel like when you're that age, like, and you've gone through it and you've had kids and you've kind of got past there, like four hours is kind of like the limit of, all right, I think we're pretty good here. Well, I mean, think about it they're old jesus i mean you know how worn out you or i get you know chasing them around at our age imagine being a parent or you know, our parents i guess rather than their age like oof. oh i know they're tired i mean i'm not hating on them for it i'm just saying like i think you could get up to four hours this weekend if you want but like once you go over four hours you're stretching it and you're starting to get the text like hey uh you coming back anytime soon <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, the best thing is uh, the mornings. Like, they'll just wake up and go find my mom. Like, don't even bother me. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> even if you get to sleep in for an extra half hour, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Oh, yeah. All right. So, before we bore everybody to death, let's go ahead and drink some of this Stellum Equinox blend. It's the Stellum Black Label Bourbon. I actually was so excited, Zeke. I didn't tell you this. I got to uh, catch up with Joe and uh, Janet Beatrice this weekend, this past weekend at Whiskey Live. We have been trying to have Joe on the show forever. We we are running into a little bit of just a, a problem in the sense that Joe goes to bed early and our record time is not necessarily in line when joe would uh stay up so i've had some stuff going on this summer that you know that you know the afternoon times and things like that are kind of tough for me so we're gonna work it out i mean joe and i are both from massachusetts we we have so much to bond over and every time i see him i'm very happy to see him and uh they're actually sending us batch 33 of barrel so we'll have that to review here soon so joe will be on the show i promise everybody that joe beatrice will be on the show but for now he's just sending us batch 33 of barrel and we have this stellum equinox blend the black label bourbon it is 117.26 proof it is 58.63 abv this was created as normal with uh, bourbon from Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. The PR uh, fun press release on this says, these specialty blends are on an ongoing limited release which incorporates rare barrels to create limited edition bourbons and ryes that deliver roast, robust flavor along profound complexity. Stellan Black specialty blends offer consumers more in terms of rarity collectability and insight into the inspiration behind the blends themselves 
blending in steps and with smaller batches allows the team to utilize barrels or even just parts of barrels that are particularly unique while still having a major influence on the character of the whiskey. So Joe actually said on this Stellan Black, specialty blends evoke the familiarity familiarity of two classic styles of American whiskey taken one step further through our innovative blending and tasting process. Each limited edition release blend has an alternate blending profile that incorporates reserve barrels from our stocks with the original Stellum blend. So the base is a blend of Indiana bourbon and rye, which is then layered with older bourbon and ryes from Kentucky and Tennessee, creating a unique everyday whiskey. Interesting. I mean, that's more than I had heard about the process in that press release. And that's why I probably read more of it than I I have in the past, but the layering thing and we, well, you really kind of, I lost you. No, I mean, I'll I'll work backwards because it's easier, I guess, but, you mentioned bourbon and rye. So is this a, a like a burai or they have both a bourbon and rye version of this, I guess, product? Well, they do have a bourbon and rye. So they, uh, the rye is an Italian rye. It's Fibonacci rye blend number yeah, but one. but what we're drinking is just a bourbon. It's not bourbon and rye blended together. No, That's it's a bourbon. At. It is a bourbon, but it is Indiana bourbon and rye, which is the beginning of the blend so it's not a boo rye because the overall profile of it is still 51 percent corn therefore it's still bourbon so as long as the the corn content's over 51 you can blend a rye in with it because it's just percentage of rye in your bourbon when you're blending okay but no that's like say where you lost me because i couldn't tell because obviously just on the regular Stellum, they have a bourbon product and a rye product. So I don't know if you were reading as if they had a bourbon and rye version of this black, or if you're saying all of those go into this actual product that we have. That's where I was really confused. So it's yes to everything. It's yes to everything. There is a bourbon blend. There is a rye blend. So there are two versions of, of Stellum black. We don't have the rye. But they put both bourbon and rye into this blend. They call it a bourbon because the proportion of corn is still over 51% when all is said and done. Okay. So going further back, (laughs) there were a lot of good like catch industry words in there that kind of denote limited edition or rarity or whatever but I didn't hear any specifics that would actually point out what was like. We only used X amount of barrels total or X amount of old barrels or anything else that, that really, uh, you know, drove the point home other than those kind of eye catching words that, you know, somebody in marketing comes up with. So what I take from it is, and and this is where I said I got a lot of information, even though we didn't get a lot of specific information on this, but the barrel batches are bigger. So Stellum is going to be a smaller batch. They might use some of the leftover stuff from 
barrel that wouldn't be big enough to you know do a, a release or put into so say they're only doing a batch and, and we don't know is it a hundred barrel batch what is the batch for stellum but say it's a hundred barrel batch and you have 20 barrels or something that's left over well that would affect a hundred barrel batch it's not going to affect a 2000 barrel batch so i mean i don't even know what the proportion is for what a barrel batch would be but it's just one of the things that they're doing more mass produced and stellum is going to be you know it's it's still a blend but it's going to be a smaller batch blend gotcha i mean i i, I get that but you know to me it's just kind of a very ambiguous word like people well, that's say, why it's rare because it's smaller that's what basically what they're a, saying a harder to get batch and then you know you also have other places in the industry, uh, you know, Heaven Hill, Bargetown's doing it as well. You know, you know what the total yield is. They'll say this percent of this product's here, this percent of this was used, blah, blah, blah. They don't, you know, actually give you the whole Monty or, you know, like a mash bill sometimes or, you know, whatever things they're limited with for the NDAs. But it, I feel like more people now are, are at least throwing you out 50% you know, so to speak of the info. So it you, you see that versus just seeing the marketing catch words that, yeah, they say something, but none of them are defined. I get that. And you're right. I mean, that's something that's always been done with four roses and their limited edition small batch. I think Bardstown has kind of set the standard for this is what you get on the side of the bottle with the transparency where it's the percentage of each blend i think uh beam has done a very good job about saying what the blends are and the the ratio and you know in little book and in some of the booker stuff i mean i think barrel has never done it for barrel and i don't expect them to do it for stellum i don't think they're trying to hide anything but it's like yeah you always know this is kentucky (laughs) indiana and tennessee it's a blend of those three. That's pretty much what they're always putting in. Occasionally, they will have a different one that goes in. Personally, would I love to know that information from Barrel, and would that help us dork out? Absolutely. Do I think everybody cares as much as we do? No. Well, that's my point. Is that you know I don't. That's my point. Is you kind of have to wonder when you see more and more of these big boys doing that. I mean, they're not doing it for no reason. Some marketing firm and some study or, or something somewhere has pointed out or proven to them that these type of aesthetics on a label help sell their product and make the consumer happier. They wouldn't have just started doing it because, hey, I got a wild idea. Let's do this tomorrow. You know, shit don't work like that. You never know. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. Don't worry. But I mean, I get it. I I don't think that they're going to change you know, right away, and and I don't think it's something that you're going to be seeing on their bottles. But it's something we can ask Joe about when he comes on. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Do you really care about knowing the breakdown? Like, I mean, I I think it helps us when we're talking about it. We're saying, okay, I I'm getting a little more corn. Maybe there's more Tennessee in this blend. Or are they just staying away from it? Now, Bardstown does have some Tennessee stuff 
in their blends, but do you think Barrel and Stellum kind of stay away from it because they know they got that Tullahoma whiskey in there and they don't want somebody to go, oh, this blend is 70% Tullahoma whiskey? Uh, no, I'm good. No. Barrel's done tons of Tennessee. Remember they had years where that's their single barrel picks for all Tennessee. Yeah. They, they've done a ton. I mean, that, that clearly doesn't bother or embarrass them. I mean, look at the 15 year they've put out the past, what, two or three years that, you know, BCS or whatever. It's blatantly had Tennessee in it. And that was their premium product for the year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Anyways, what did you think of it? Do you have any other questions? Sorry, before we get in here. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I didn't, nothing else popped in my head. Granted, <laughs> those those two things that jumped out at me really uh, would have put the blinders on for anything minuscule, but I, I think we're good to, to move forward here. All right. What do you think about this whiskey, my friend? I thought that it had a, um, a strong entry that hits the front of the tongue with fair heat. That yields to an underlying viscosity with a nice caramel base that I thought then kind of moved into vanilla cola. Um, but again, that initial entry that, you know, hits, punches, whatever you want to say, that's also definitely present the whole time. And, you know, the, the latter half of those notes are, you know, secondary to tertiary flavors to me. And I kind of, in a nutshell, thought that it, uh, you know, tiptoes around some of the more desirable MGP notes that have come out over the years, even all the way back to the old, you know, smooth ambler offerings. Um, but the heat cast a pretty good smoke screen in obtaining those flavors. Tired Zeke is always so serious and right to the point. You know, it's like this is when Dr. Baker comes out. Is this how you are during the day when you are Dr. Baker by day and Zeke by night? Like, it depends on who I'm talking to. I goof off pretty good bit. I know. I mean, I'm on the phone with you sometimes while you're at work. But what I would say, I agree with you and I don't agree with you. And I think this is the difference in our palates. I definitely got a lot of caramel definitely got that kind of vanilla cola aspect to it the heat it was there but it really was not bad for me and and i would say at least for me when i took a sip of this the heat was tertiary to the caramel bomb and the i got a really good mouthfeel from this one i think it's just different palettes and different strokes for different folks like i was a fan I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hot. Like, it, you know, it, it just, that component always seemed to be more noticeable and prevalent to me than the flavors, even if they let it sit, get some air, even sit, you know, on the tongue with your mouth open, which usually gets, you know, any kind of ethanol vapor off in case that's what it is. And I, I tried that and, and still there. I mean, it's not like a hug. So I don't think it was the rye component Did anything on the back end going down. It, it was just always there that kind of um you know prickly parching essence that made it hard to derive the flavors i don't know i mean i think it's got proof and i think the proof is there and i think it drinks like a 117 proof i just got more of the other stuff like it wasn't distracting to me 
I would say that um, another thing about the heat is it doesn't burn. Like, it's not like then all of a sudden I feel like it's cooked caramel or, I, I mean, it really is like the ethanol type stuff I mean, rather it, than. I mean, it was more of a feeling. It was definitely more of a feeling. I mean, it wasn't like, you know how some bookers, I mean, literally just <laughs> knock the old uh, right in the dirt. Yeah. It wasn't like that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It was just there. It, it, it made it hard for me to get those flavors. But when I did, I'm like, oh, they're here. Why aren't they shining more? You know what I mean? Just enough to kind of piss you off. I think you got to get past the neck pour. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm totally, but that, everybody listening, I'm not. Neck pours are not a, a thing. Just so I you know. Say, if it is, that's up to the person supplying me my sample, which is the, the you there, buds. So pour yourself some and then pour me some. No, I'm just saying <laughs> neck pours are not a thing. But I, I think there are some posts that have been going around lately that people are really trying to debate the scientificness or debate the science. Scientificness is not a word, but they're trying to be, debate the science of a neck pour. And it's like, no, it's not a thing. Okay, move on. Yeah, I don't buy that theory. I don't either. But I was, I mean, and plus, if these things are, I think... Going back to what you're saying about the disclosure of things, I mean, barrel is already kind of about 90 bucks. These are 99, but I think that's where this is going to come into play. Like in the future, if you want this to kind of be the rare area and you want to charge a little bit more, but I guess the barrel craft series or barrel craft spirits, the, you know, when they do like the yeah. 15 year seagrass and all that other stuff, they're not putting the proportions on those, are they? Well, there's so many finishes. I don't think you could. I mean, look at that whole list of finishes for seagrass. But I mean, I will say I'm also still not even more confused at why the whole separation of, you know, product lines, this whole new set of SKUs, because originally it seemed like, if anything, Stellum was going to be more of a, a budget offering, so to speak. $99.99 ain't budget. No, this is, I mean, this press release, I think that is kind of where we were a little confused earlier, but that press release made it seem. Earlier, like, I still am. <laughs> well. I still, I still don't get the point of it. Going with this press release, I would say that, you know, Barrel is the the everyday drinker and Stellum is going to be your super premium. But they cost the same. Well, I hadn't, I hadn't seen a barrel at less than nine, 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 nine in a while. No, I mean, I I've always seen barrel at 89. Oh, oh wow. Ooh. I mean, it is a difference. <laughs> I, it is a difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You keep telling yourself that, John. You should be drinking Diet Coke. That's wasted calories. That's sugar. Oh, okay. There you go. Zero sugar. I was worried about you for a second. I'm 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 really disappointed in you right now, even more so. This is worse. That's worse than the ten dollar comment. I mean, I, I'm I'm right there with you. 
<laughs> I love how you could tell we're both tired because normally like Zeke would have a beer chaser or something, but we're both drinking some caffeine on the side of this tonight. I don't know. I still liked it. I, I still think it's on par with what Barrel is doing. I'm a fan. I would go get this. Me personally, I think Zeke is a pass on this one. And it's okay. But I'm a bar. You're a bar. a bar. I mean, I got good flavors in there. I, I just didn't get anywhere near the amount of them I would have wanted. And then especially once I got them, wanted even more of them. So it's kind of, you know, pushes it even further. Like, damn, like, why can't this come to the surface more? But yeah, I mean, there's enough there to where I would tell anyone to bar it. hundred bucks, not a cheap bottle, but some pallets, I think this is definitely going to be their wheelhouse, especially those MGP guys that, you know, they, there's still a lot of people that range on what, you know, their favorite MGP is. And, you know, they love this or that. I've had more than half of them and think tasted like bourbon to me. But if you say that's your favorite, go buy 20 of them, I guess, whatever works for you. <laughs> well, that's fair. And we thank Joe uh, for sending us this and, and all the good people over at Barrel. Thank you very much. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You can find Zeke down in Georgia for the weekend. And uh, please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Man, if they find me, they got way off the beaten path. Way off. Cheers. <laughs> Ciao.